You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Being aligned is the easiest way to achieve financial abundance. To achieve this, one has to adopt a path of simplicity. Inner and outer alignment creates true financial harmony. Our speaker today is Ash Shukola. He's going to share with us everything there's to know about financial chakras. Now, I know for some of you, this concept of financial chakras is very new. Some of you may have heard about chakras, may have studied or even applied in your own life. But to give you just a little bit of a definition. So chakras is a Sanskrit word, and it really means a wheel or a disc, but it what really represents are these centers or epicenters in the body where energy tends to co- congregate. There's seven of them, and each of them really have to do with lots of different parts of how we behave, how we think, our emotions, creativity, and things like that. What I'm looking forward to this conversation the most is for Ash to show us how that kind of energy and when it's properly set, properly aligned, can help us grow more financially, can help us have more of that abundance. So join me on this conversation and learn more about financial chakras. Hey, Money Bosses. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm so excited for today's conversation. Um, our guest today is Ash Shukala, and we're going to be talking about financial chakras. And um, I'm excited for this topic because I, I personally truly believe, and that's why Ash is here too, um, to really educate us and share um, his ideas and thoughts and findings about how is it being on the path of perfectly aligned within yourself, without yourself, can actually help you create that financial abundance. So. I'm all ears. Ash, welcome. So excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Anna. I am excited to be here. Exciting, exciting. So let's kind of dive into this concept. I'd love for you to share with our listeners today is really truly start with talking about chakras. I think the definition of that would be really helpful for anyone new listening. And then we can dive into talking about how did you talk about chakra? How did you kind of came up with the concept of the financial chakras? Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, uh, what was again? Uh, can you repeat the first question? What is the definition of a chakra? What is the definition of a chakra? Okay, great. So, oh, like first and foremost, guys, you know, like those of you that are listening to me, I want to say thank you so much for listening. I want to let you know that I love you and my friends, and I want to let you know because. I believe it's important that, you know, we pass on love, you know, and spread the love in the world today. So today I'm going to be talking a little bit about financial chakras, but let me just give you an understanding of chakras and what they are. Those of you who don't know what chakras are. So chakra, the word itself means wheel. 
you know, um, or in your body. Meaning, there are seven main chakras in your body, and this this whole uh, like um, principles they were written up. There, there there are seven main chakras in your body, and they were written up in the oldest text called the Vedas back in India. And it was this was in about 1800 BC is when they were originally written up. So that's if you look at like in days, it was. 1,395,000 plus days ago, okay? So as, as far as when you take a look at how old this is, it comes from um, ancient uh, ancient times. So chakras, the word itself means wheel in your body. There are seven main epicenters in your body. These are, they, they hold the energies that you really, that you possess, whether you possess the energy of positivity or negativity or uncertainty or fear or anxiety or all of that, there are seven main hubs in your body or homes in your body. They start at the base of your spine and then they go all the way up to your you know, top of your head. They call it a, you know, you might know it as a nirvanic state. Now, that being said, there are seven main chakras. These seven main epicenters in your body are also the main epicenters where your majority of your nerves meet. So physically, you know, they're, they're, um, they're spiritually, you know, they are the epicenters for your spiritual body, but they're also physical centers for your physical body. So my friends, there are seven main chakras and that's all I want you to know for the time being. As we move along, I'm happy to share more. Yes, no, totally. Okay, so there are these seven different centers in the, in the, in the human body where this energy, like you said, positive and negative congregates. So how do we now start to think about the financial part? Um, does How does that translate to financial chakras? So how does it translate? It's basically, you know, like basically I'll tell you, and like what I have done is I have created a formulas. You know, I have created formulas for people to really learn and observe like one of the things I have created is, you know, what, what, what I found is just to give you a little bit of a background on how I came up with the whole idea is as I was going in the financial career. So like I started, um, you know, came here from India with 20 bucks on no English, grew up here in Maryland and I ran into financial services in 1994. And I wasn't bad. I was pathetic when I got started. I had to blackmail my dad to my mom to get my first sale. And that's how my journey began. But eventually I became a financial advisor. I was managing over $300 million with banks. And then I started my own company. Become successful at that. I became a keynote speaker for several places here in Maryland, BC, Virginia, Pennsylvania area. And then I had the fortune to help over 5,000 businesses. Now in my journey, as I was helping business owners, one congressman was so impressed that because I had taken over seven different businesses at the time, I had taken several businesses, let's put it that way, over a million dollars in revenue. So now that being said, as I was doing that, he was so impressed that he took the U.S. flag, flew it over country's capital and sent it to me as a congressional honor. As I was getting my groove and really in the financial career, and I was really doing a lot because in 2004, I had started my own company and built that up to be success. Now, as I was doing a lot of business, about $10 million a year in business back in the day, and what ended up happening was, you know, somebody scammed me and I lost a lot of money. And when that happened, it just took the better of me. You know, as a financial advisor, obviously I was around the block a few times, but I had, not, I had just missed a small thing and I literally got scammed. And I'm an introverted person. So what it did for me is it hit, it hit me inside Anna. So it hit me inside because I'm a very introverted guy. And I, when I get 
something really bad happening to me, I literally shut down. I literally go within and I need to really explore what's going on. So as I was exploring what's going on and I, what ended up happening is that I, as I was going in this journey and it, it really hit me, I always go like, you know, whenever something happens to me and I go internally, I had this habit of going to my grandfather. My grandfather was my hero. You know, I always talked to him. I always had conversations with him about everything because my mom had a postpartum syndrome. And then, so because of that, I grew up with him, my grandparents a little bit. So, you know, we would talk my grand, with my grandfather, I would talk about everything, yoga, meditation, you know, chakras, you know, religion, philosophies, like these are our favorite topics. So that day we were talking about chakras and all of a sudden he asked and I, I broke down and so he asked me what, what's wrong, you know, grandson. And I told him, so he basically helped me with understanding. We were talking about chakras that day, uh, ironically. So he started helping me getting aligned. What I found, uh, and I, by that point in time, this was in 2007, you know, uh, 2008 timeframe, I was at about $5 million a year in business. So in 04, I started my business. First year, I was at 800,000. Second year was uh, 3.3, uh, 3, oh, I'm sorry, 1.7 million. Third year was at 3.7 million. It was, it was literally my fourth year was about a $5 million in business. And I was hurting. And, and what I found is that by, by, he, by him helping me align, he helped me do two things. He helped me understand my primary chakra and he helped me understand my primary energy flow. And then he helped me expand my myself. Literally by understanding that, I was able to go from $5 million to $10 million a year in business. So what happened was I asked him a question. Has anybody shown how chakras could exist, exist in finances? And that was my question. And he says, that has never been done. And that's where the conversation started. And, you know, I was really taken. And what I, what I found is that when you put chakras in specific order, they become the rule of the universe. And as time has gone on, I've created a mathematical formula to not only help, help you see how chakras can exist in finances, but they can also exist in a cup of coffee or in your cell phone, or perhaps even better is I have created a formula to measure your emotions in dollars. But that's, so what I found is that when you really understand that chakras can exist in your finances, it, make, it makes it such a big difference because it truly is it's a great way for you to be aligned in a peaceful state and really you know, start attracting and building the abundance that you always wanted. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I, and I think a lot of success stories are, you know, very similar where you have to go through something hard yourself and then you figure figure it out. And so it's, it's awesome that you had, um, I had your grandfather to help you along the way. So if we, um, if we just kind of start, can we get into a little bit of like the chakras and, and, Absolutely. and how they, yeah, how that all plays out? Is there, so there's seven, as you mentioned. Um, is there like when you start to look at, at at your finances or your life from this lens, where do you begin? Like, is there one that you start with or how do you start to understand this concept? So first, you know, you have to understand what's your primary chakra and what's your primary energy flow. So what I find is that most people never take the time to do that. So basically what I've found over time is that because that has never been done, that makes a um, big impact in somebody's life. Because if you don't know your 
your your primary you know energy and your primary energy flow that's going to like you know many times i'm sure you have had you know a lot of people that you know you buy something and then you say oh my goodness I, this was not good for me right or you know so that hurts you financially but more importantly like let's say in this case investment wise or some sort of financial instrument i'm sure that you have the urge to every few years you go oh my god like you know there's something that's just not going right with a particular advisor or a particular person that you may be dealing with and partially partially it's because you know your energy and your energy flows are really changing over time so what i find is at first you have to identify and then you have to work with them as, as time goes on mm-hmm. and so how do you identify so if there are seven can you tell us what they are um so one by one so yeah so they they start with the base chakra and in the base chakra you have your uh, what they call is mul adhar meaning your main base and it starts with your base of your spine so it's between your your privacy and your anus right the, the, the tip of that that uh, bone right it's your mul adhar chakra so that's where it starts then it it goes up to the the second chakra the, which is where your privates are right so this is called so, uh, in, in this particular sacral chakra but in this chakra this is a lot of creativity a lot of things that that you are looking at who you are so when you are looking at like um the first chakra you're looking at a lot of emotions such as um security safety you know uh, and things like that really reside there i know fear uncertainty those kind of things really reside that's like a home for that mm-hmm. um there are more things more complex things but just to get you to understand that's where that it begins in the second chakra you're looking at really um you know more creativity more sexuality like a lot of people have you know sexualities and stuff like that but more creativity more productivity that's where that comes into play in your third chakra which is right by your belly button uh so that your third chakra and in that it it is has to do a little bit to do with your personal power if you will in a plain english language but there's a lot more you know like a lot of other emotions attached to that but just to make simplify for the for the people who are listening you know that would be the the place to be so that's what it, that's when they in the yoga they said fire in your belly right you know making sure that you have uh, or exercise if you will fire in your belly right so that comes into play then you have look you're looking at your heart chakra which is your fourth chakra and in that in this fourth chakra you are really looking at the love compassion passion all those things then you have the the throat chakra which is all about you know communication you know about some people just cannot verbalize what they're trying to say like sometimes you know when i'm writing a web copy i have a hard time you know trying to say what i'm trying to say right maybe you are having that problem i'm not so sure but you know if you are do if you are having the problem you know and, and sometimes people just cannot verbalize right? they they just cannot verbalize what they want to say and when you're having that hard time you know is known to be that your heart your throat chakra is blocked off right then you have your anju chakra your third eye chakra this is your sixth chakra and in this chakra you are really looking at your intelligence uh, intellectuality and things like that you know more logical thinking stuff like that that goes into play in a simplistic manner for the time being and then you have your seventh chakra which is where you know all your nirvanic state will exist so like i'm sure you found you know, and that sometimes you are just in a blissful state when you're doing financial planning right is you are yeah. just you just love that right So there's a space like you know um I know a lot of uh, um deities or or gods or spiritual beings you know, they walk that path 
right? And when you have your seven chakras, so what happens with each chakra is that you are actually, as a human being, able to illuminate each chakra. And right now, I'm simplifying it, I know, but mm-hmm. those of you who are here, I just want you to know, just take heart because it's all real. Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting. And who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. And so just to make sure I understood, because I'm sure our listeners are thinking that too. So we have these chakras and they all uh, represent or signify different things in um, different areas of our lives. So when I think of it in terms of finances, so like certain behaviors, for example, I think you already gave an example, or if you overspend or some people tend to save more, or if you have um, insecurities about a particular thing, or if you're not interested in managing your finances, or if you're thinking about, all right, how can I do better? How can I have a better relationship with my finances and my significant other? Like, how do you start to look at that um, in terms of like the financial piece? And how do you work? I guess it's a two-part question. How do you work on opening these chakras? Is that the right, even the right word to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what it is, is like, like I was saying, you know, before Anna, so, so it's a number one is a complex man, a complex subject, right? As we, as we are discussing it. Um, and, you know, just, just so you know, like if anybody really wants to know a little bit more, uh, I am doing some webinars, which we can talk about later, but it's called seven energies that are costing you money. Like that's basically what, you know, like I'm really going in depth in these things. It's an hour and a half webinars that I do on, uh, on, on a weekly basis. So if anybody wants to come, they can, but basically when you're taking a look at like every single item that you just listed, whether it's relationship or whether it's friendships or whether it's it's money with your uh, your relationship with money in any way, shape or form. Like sometimes you'll find, I'm sure you'll find this, Anna, that some people can't seem to hold on to money. 
mm-hmm. right? You know, they just can't, they see money and then they goes away. Then they see mm-hmm. money that they goes away, right? Like that, that kind of thing. There are some people who see money, they hold on to it, but they don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. right? There are some people, you know, who just can't seem to get money. Like they're trying to get some money, but they just cannot seem to figure it out, right? Now, as I'm kind of talking to you about each one of these scenarios, they all come from a different place. And the the interesting thing that I found over time is that that place is different for each person. So for instance, let's say that your primary energy, let's say you are a go-getter type of person. I'm just gonna make it very, very simple, right? If you're a go-getter type of person, you know, you are most likely coming from your Manipura, meaning your third chakra. Now, when you are doing that, you know, you are you're going head first. You're going into situations head first, right? At at times. Now, from a simplicity perspective, as I'm talking to you and you are understanding, you're beginning to understand. So just think of a family member that you may know who is just a go-getter. What you're gonna find with that family member is certain behavioral patterns that exist. They're always into things. They're they're always trying to get ahead, but they seem to cannot. Now, it's not their fault. It's just who they are. What I find is that us as human beings, you know, we find, we tend to find fault, but the reality is that we forget to realize that every single, no matter who you are and what chakra you come from and what your energy flow is. So there are two different things. First is identifying your primary chakra and then is a primary energy flow. So the the primary chakra governs your heart as to who you are as a human being. And if you cannot identify that, you cannot identify or even begin to identify the patterns that you're following. So if you cannot identify the patterns, you cannot move forward. Just like, you know, in the financial advising, and you see this all the time, right? Where when I was a financial advisor, I would see this all the time where, you know, I would talk to people and I would ask them about their risk tolerance and things of the nature. And when I'm asking them that, you know, and when I'm asking them the goals and objectives and the risk tolerance, right? Part of the reason we are asking is we are really digging into, you know, where we are, where we are supposed to take them. But where I believe the financial, you know, even the financial planning side, I felt as though that I was never taking into account because who they were or who they are as a human being, right? So what I found over time is that when you take into account who they are, and then you are asking them questions in you know, going down the road, you're just asking yourself much better questions and you are get, you're preparing your plan that's at a, at a much better level, basically. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that um, analogy. It's like it's it, you're aligning basically what they really truly value um, with what they really tra- truly trying to accomplish. And you're right. Most people, it's hard. It's hard to come up with financial goals and then even harder to kind of like say, okay, are my values really aligning with my goals? So like, that's that magic that we professionals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get to see. So you, yeah. So you're talking about this on just a, just a different level, right? Um, yeah, exactly. It, it, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I wanted to, um, to maybe just, kind of take us one step back and could you clarify for us how do you uh, how do you determine what is your kind of primary ch- uh, chakra is that a, is that something that any one of us can figure out on our own um you can you know um so one of the things you can do is sometimes 
take a look at uh, if you just take a look at some of the things you have done in the past or there's something that you're doing right now and and you'll know like if you're in a like from a simplistic perspective I'm just so that your your listeners can just at least put a finger on it mm-hmm. to say the least right you know um and so basically if you take a look at your past it's something that you absolutely love so like you you see that and you love you love financial planning right but in within financial planning there are certain aspects of financial planning that you absolutely love and there are certain things that you don't like true <laughs> right okay yes. so your primary chakra you know belongs somewhere in the in the um in the epicenter of that right then you are looking at the primary energy flow so what's happening in your financial planning you even in the career that you're following there are certain patterns you're following so let's say for instance you are having growth right in that case you're following certain things and when you are not following having growth you are you are, you are stagnant right you're mm-hmm. you're basically your energy flow inside of you there are there are primary chakras meaning there are multiple of them or the energies that are taking over and what's happening is based on your primary chakra which governs your heart you are now stuck in a loop mm-hmm. internally mm-hmm. so no matter what you know you gain some you lose some you gain some you lose some you gain so you feel like you are like a little hamster hamster mm-hmm. right you're mm-hmm. running around in this wheel and you just can't seem to get get any further but it's not your fault it's just you just haven't stopped to really identify your primary energy and primary energy flow to really take the conversation further you know and of course i do workshops on that but anyways we'll talk about that mm-hmm. and so i i like i like that um because i mean for some of us it's really maybe a time to pause to look at all of the stuff, right? Like if we're running this crazy life and trying to do all these things and raise families and help clients and all this is great, right? It's um, it's it, it's an awesome life, but how, like, I guess that's my assumption is that you, you pause and you evaluate and you reflect, but how, how, like, how do you kind of get out of that loop in any particular chakra? Right, so like, so there are two main things that we have to do. Like, so these are the things that now you're getting into really some work right? <laughs> that, yeah. that it needs, right? So that is one of the things that I always teach is you got to think about anything as, as work, right? Like, you know, when you, when somebody says to you, sit down and meditate for five minutes, right? You know, it's, it's work. Like, you know, you, when you want to sit down for five minutes and really meditate, that is work. Like your brain has to really stop. So the question is, how do you make it stop? One of the best ways that I found mm-hmm. is that you can get your brain, your body to really spiritually align, right? So one of the techniques you can use is mala beads. I don't know if you know about mala beads or rosary yeah. beads, right? Okay. So there's a particular techniques that you can use with mala beads. But the reason you want to use mala beads, first of all, there's this little story that I always tell. And it's about, it's, of course, you know, I'm biased about Indian stories. So there was a guy in India and uh, he was poor and he wanted a lot of money. And he says, okay, I want a lot of money, but I don't have any. He finds a lamp, he rubs it, genie pops out and genie says, hey, you ask me whatever you want, I'll give it to you. The only condition is you have to keep asking me for more. That's the condition. And the guy says, no problem. 
So he starts asking, you know, he says, I want the house and the cars and all the stuff you can possibly imagine. And then he eventually asked for the universe. So he has the universe now. So Jeannie says, well, you know, master, you have to ask me for more. He's like, I don't have anything to ask you. I'm, I'm done asking. I have everything. You know, I have the house and the cars and the wife and the kids and all, all of it. So the, he says, Jeannie says, no, the condition was you have to keep asking me. So he goes to this Himalayan mountain, finds a cave. And in that cave, there was this Rishi, he's the guru. And he says, he says, there's this genie outside, right? And to guru, he says, hey, guru, there's this genie outside. And that genie says, I have to ask him for more things, but I have nothing to ask because I own the universe. And he says, so the guru says, okay, so what you want to do is go outside and tell genie, take 108 foot bamboo pole and stick it underground and take another 108 foot bamboo pole, 108 foot bamboo pole and stick it above ground. And then your, and then your next wish is for genie to go up and down that bamboo pole for the rest of his life. And so that was a solution to the problem, right? So he says, okay, so now genie, Anna, is your mind, right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at your mind, what it's doing is constantly asking for more. So many times people can't find the center and cannot begin to attract because they are not, not able to center their energies. And the mala beads in rosary beads, that's why they have 108 beads. So when you do rosary beads, if you do rosary beads for five minutes, just, just not even five minutes, just five times, right? So let's say you pray to you know whatever deity or God or whatever that you believe in, it doesn't really matter. But if you if you take your hand. And you take the fire finger, this is your fire finger, you keep, stay, keep it away from you, right? And you put the mala beads on the rest of the three, the four, uh, this between thumb and the last three fingers. Those of you who are listening to podcasts, okay? So thumb and the last three, three fingers. And you take the mala beads and you just kind of pray on it. So let's say you, you might be, you know, Buddhist or Jesus or whatever that you believe in, doesn't really matter. But whatever that may be, right? You do that. Now, the key to this is you do it after in the morning, after you take shower, and then you do this. And you do this five times, and then you manifest whatever you want, and you'll have anything that you, any, anything that you ever wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and um, you know, for this exercise, like what I normally do is on my, uh, like I get uh, these mala beads from a, a temple, like they are blessed, you know, from here. In the United States, there's the biggest temple, Hindu temple being built in the world in the Robinsville, New Jersey. So what I do is I get them blessed there and I bring them. So if anybody wants, is interested, just uh, they can go to financialchakras.com and get it. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I really like the story um, about, you know, our mind sort of kind of being that genie that's like running and never finding that center. So this is this, this practice that you're talking about is is helping our mind to find that center, right? So that's it, like, it, it, am I understanding the process? Yeah. So it's actually helping your entire body to find the center, but hmm. it it really begins, you know, it, it helps your mind just to just to kind of hone in, begin the process of honing in because it needs that focus hmm. in order for it to really, you know, drive your energies in the right way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once that begins to happen, then all of the all of the chakras on their own starts. To, like, what's the just talk us through the process? No, so then 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 we have to do exercises on each chakra. So one of the things that 
when people like you know when you're talking about like three so like when when the people come to my you know three day workshops that I do right or my seminars that I do one of the things I talk about is that you have to find your primary energy you have to find the primary energy flow and then you have to uh, what we do is one of the things that we do is uh, what we have done as a as an organization as financial chakras I have actually taken all the practices from all over the world that people use to align their chakras, right? It doesn't matter which chakra is your primary and which one is your primary flow. And then I have taken some Vedic science, you know, so a lot of things from Vedas. And of course, my spiritual practice that we do by default as Hindus, right? So I've taken like all of that and then we help you customize that, right? Because each individual is different. The flow, like, you know, you could have, I'll give you a perfect example, you know, husband and a wife, right? Two different people, two different energies, two different energy flows, right? So they both require different set of rules on or, or things that they need to be practicing. So like, you know, and and you, perfect example would be like, you know, I'm sure when you light up a candle, right? Somewhere along the line, your husband says, oh, that's really not that great. Or so your husband better yet brings you, you know, some, something, you know, maybe a candle or roses or something, right? And you may not like it. And it's part, partially because it's affecting your primary chakra and your primary energy flow to some degree, because it has to do with the, 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 all the senses. It's not one or the other. And mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we are centered in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain things, you know, that, that we do. So like, I find that, what's meant for you you'll keep what's not meant for you you'll get rid of in life and that's an important thing to remember because at the end you know it's about living a fulfilling life right you know and to do that you have to understand these two distinctions and then when we start creating things that are really putting you in a blissful state that you that you really need to be, you know, and it's absolutely crucial that we get you in that state. Mm-hmm. But but that's a practice, right? That's not something that I can tell somebody in thirty minute podcast. No, totally. All. I was I was gonna just follow up with that. It 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 sounds to me like yes, you can realign yourself, um, and or, or or you know, start to understand how this all kind of connects but it's it's just like anything it's it's an ongoing type of activity right and practices that um you have to incorporate into your into your life right i'm sure you still practice this right till today absolutely absolutely every day uh when my grandfather was like 97 and he was doing it every day like there was not not a day he actually because of you know and what's amazing part is that people who do practice it they have a longevity in life they have a better quality of life they have, uh, you know, they're happier, right? They're more calm. They, when they make decisions, it's more steadfast, right? They're able to attract abundance much faster, right? Financial abundance much faster. They're able to, you know, um, not only help themselves, but help their family and loved ones. They're able to make an impact at a much different, greater level, right? Um, and most importantly, they're at peace. See, what, what all these guys are doing, like if you take a look at anybody, who is abundant in their life, like Dalai Lama, for that matter, right? Now you think that Dalai Lama, you know, as him being the same, right? 
I don't know if you knew this or not, but he's worth 140, almost $145 million, right? So like, when you take a look at a figure like Dalai Lama, right, you know, and who is a very much grounded person, right, very intelligent, but very grounded person, right? And when you take a look at what they, ha- what they all have in peace, all the leaders, mm-hmm. right, is that they attracted peace first. Mm-hmm. And then they went for the prosperity. In this case, it's prosperity in a different way, not financial mm-hmm. prosperity, but it was a different prosperity. But at the end, they went after prosperity, but they, they got peace first. Mm-hmm. So prosperity always, always follows peace. Mm-hmm. Peace never follows prosperity. So like when you, when you really are looking at yourself, ask yourself, are you in a peaceful space, whatever that you may be doing? And if that thing is not peaceful for you, it's not meant for you. Mm-hmm. That's one way to begin the journey, to say the least. Yeah, that was my that was my kind of a question as well. It's like, okay, how do you start to understand these things? Yes, this is a financial podcast. <laughs> we talk about all, all kinds of things, but um, I personally like this topic a lot. I've spent uh, about 10 years ago, I spent some time studying um, Ayurveda and Vedas um, just as a hobby. So I have some insights uh, into that. I practice yoga, but um, never really crossed my mind to think about this in terms of finances. So uh, thank you so much for, uh, for for sharing some of these ideas with us today. How um, how can folks connect with you? You mentioned that you're doing some workshops and um, educational events. Yeah, and so the, the, they can go to my website, like financialchakras.com. So it's financial, C-H-A-K-R-A-S.com. Okay, so if you go to my website, you'll find all the information. You'll see a, a section where it says, you know, webinar. So just click on the webinar and join me in the webinar. If you want to join me in the seminar, you know, it's, I do a, a seminar that once a month for three days. And it's literally called Financial Chakras, right? So you're most welcome to come to the three-day seminar. And in the three-day seminar, obviously, it's much more deep dive. But if you just want to have a get your feedback and really understand then come to my webinar first. Okay, it's completely free. There is no obligation. And it's called Seven Energies That Are Costing You Money. It's literally that that is a webinar. And it will, basically what I do in there and I, is that I really go into the energies that are costing you money, right? Like each energy that's co- really costing you money in terms of a, a step-by-step is concerned. And it's more of a conversation. It's not, a, it's not me lecturing. It's about me having conversations just like we're having right now. So if anybody does end up joining, you know, be prepared to conversate with me and have a good time because I like that idea more so than presenting. Yes, totally. No, definitely. And I'll make sure we include the links and the show notes uh, for both the seminars and alumni. Sounds sounds good. Well, thank you so much. I know you also have some educational uh, pieces of content blogs, I think, on your website. So yeah. that would be uh, a good starting point, I think. I hope that folks on our on this. Um, on this podcast, um, have some idea of what we're talking about. But I was most excited um, about this topic. Um, so thank you so much for sh- uh, spending your time with us, Ash. And yeah, um, I very much enjoyed it and appreciate uh, your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anna, for having me. I really, really appreciate you, my friend. I love you a lot, just like I love your listeners. And I want to tell them that thank you so much, guys. And I, I really appreciate you all. And it is my prayers to the universe to may universe bring you all health, wealth, and happiness that you deserve. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. 
Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.